Good morning and welcome to Faith FM. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 on The Breakfast Show this morning. I am sitting here and across from me is my lovely, beautiful, amazing co-host. Oh, none stop. other than the one and only Monica Galash. Mon- Monica, how are you doing this oh, morning? Oh, I am good as gold, but please keep going. Uh, she's practical sometimes. <laughs> uh, she can make things with her hands. They might okay, be stop, stop. they might be only for for the, um, wearing purposes, but that's pretty cool. No, for, for, that's for Proverbs thirty one, bro. Oh yes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Proverbs thirty one. Do you buy and sell land though? That's that's what the Proverbs thirty one chick does. No. Okay. <laughs> Never owned land. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's a Proverbs 31 problem or if that's like a 21st century, century problem. problem. 100%. That, that's a that's a post-COVID housing crisis, yeah, yeah. negative gearing uh-huh. Australia kind of problem. <laughs> You're listening to The Breakfast Show. And uh, Monica, how are you doing? Though? Yeah, I'm really great. I'm really happy to be here. Praise the Lord. Really happy mm. that DJ Shell is back in the of studio course. with us this morning. Mm-hmm. Thank you to all the lovely messages that came in for her yesterday. And let's keep her in prayer that her shoulder heals really well. And you should refer to her to her by her new nickname. Oh, what's that? It's Scoops. Oh. <laughs> and the reason it's Scoops is because Monica had a dog at one point that had a crippled arm. Yeah. And now Shell has a crippled arm, so she's Scoops to me now. I haven't called her that all morning, but I just thought but of it then. Now. I'm like, oh, Shell is now Scoops. Scoop a Shell. Yeah. Everyone write in, say, heal up soon, Scoops. Uh, <laughs> Oh, gosh. No. How are you this morning, Lawson? Oh, yeah, I'm so good. Yeah. Actually, because I got in early this morning because uh-huh. I was expecting Shell not to be here, you know, uh-huh. healing up for from her grievous injuries that she has, you know, gotten. Mm-hmm. And I put, you know, the songs together and whatnot for the for the show, turn everything on and, and uh, you know, make sure everything's running. And then I see her walking in and I'm like, oh, let's I go. <laughs> so, dude, so good to have her back. It is always interesting news when the U.S. government is suing a state. Oh, what? So we are going to be covering how the DOJ or the U.S. Department of Justice is suing Tennessee. Yeah, wow. And seeing what the issue is there. And we might get into some some other legislation. No, no, don't say that. Every time you say that. I said might. You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Favorites got to see Kemi in at at camp a couple of weeks ago. You know, she's just there doing her thing, playing some songs. As I I believe she is one of Australia's premier Christian singer songwriters. I will I will put that on my tombstone. Uh, I, like, like, like if I had to, you know, if, if someone wanted to question me after I died, who do you think is one of Australia's premier Christian singer songwriters? Kemi Ogendi's name is is gonna be yeah, there. Nice, You're nice. listening to the Breakfast Show here, and do you know who one of my premier singer songwriters is? Who you? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever played the Haystack song here on? on- ne- I and I never ever will. What? I'm I officially will- starting yeah. on the radio. Never. I've never played it All on right, the radio. All right, listeners, listeners, never, help me out. Ever, Start ever. pressuring Lawson. Send in, out, send in your texts. Ask him to play the Haystack song. It doesn't have to be today. Let me give you some time to prepare. Maybe sometime later I, this I week. I could play it right now. Oh, could you? But I'm not going to. No, 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 <laughs> We're going to no, get no, there later. No, So no, for no. those of you who don't know what Haystacks are, they are a, a, a like the typical Seventh-day Adventist food. It's like nachos, but with salad on top. It's a nacho salad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's delicious, and it's... 
it's part of our identity, our culture, and it's global as well. Everywhere you go, if you walk into Adventist church and say haystacks, everyone will be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lawson wrote a song about them. Yeah. And it's such a good song. It's kind of like gone a little bit viral yeah. as well. Not that it's on any platforms. No, I haven't is. recorded it. Oh, I, yeah. I, not only did I record it, I subtitled it and posted it. And yeah, yeah. loved it. Actually, yeah, it got put on a, on a meme page with like, 70,000 followers and I got like a bunch of followers from that yeah, which so was cool I. which was cool but then also um I at the beginning of this year cuz I I like play a lot of actual music that I like okay mm-hmm. and uh, one of my favorite things I do lots of remixes of hymns oh yeah and, and and stuff and then I perform them live and I really love them and it's like that's my passion is like taking hymns and and making them a little bit more jazzy and, and modern and, and keeping the lyrics, keeping the melody. It's it's epic. But um, I'll just be playing a set anywhere, and I have a bunch of kids who have come to like a summer camp that I've been at or a big camp that I've been at because I usually play it for the young people. Yeah, and they'll be like, "Hey, stacks!" And then and like they just <laughs> sit in front of the stage demanding that I play this song, and then I eventually do. And now I've gotten around. I'm like. The haystack guy. And I, we were just at camp. <laughs> we were just at camp. While I was at camp, I was did a lot of music, played a bunch of different sets and whatnot. And always there were these these unruly kids running around, haystacks, haystacks. And so, yeah. Totally understandable. In fact, if, if, if we if we have any listeners who want to hear it, let's pretend we're at the stage. In fact, <laughs> we just received a wedding present. Uh, sorry, not a wedding oh, present. Oh, did you? No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, we received a request from a, a lady that I know named Johanna. Ye- now, I was actually, the, she's she's listening to the show this morning. I was the uh, the MC for her wedding. Oh, they, they okay, got They yeah. got one half of the breakfast team uh, on there because she listens to the show every day. And she said, play the Haystack song as a belated wedding present <laughs> yes yes Johanna. and, and that is that is a fantastic reason but i already gave you a wedding present and that was that i no, I, I, I worked at your wedding so. clearly wasn't enough of a present all right yeah, whatever you gave them wasn't good enough look what look, did you give them some four dollar toaster we're gonna need we're gonna need some uh we're gonna need some more requests I'm, sorry you had it that's that's a pretty strong reason but we need some more hey can we get our first clue for the quiz yes this yes we can Okay, um, do you want to do a what city am I or a what number am I quiz? Uh, let's do the number. Okay, what number am I? The number of days Goliath taunted Israel. Oh. I didn't actually know this one. I sure. Would, I wouldn't have got it off. Do you know it? Yeah. Okay, good on you. Okay, I'm going to read that one again. The number of days Goliath taunted Israel. 0491064669. Send in your answers. You can state it or star it. Star it if you just want to play along for the kudos. Um, but state it if you want to be in with the chance to win. Uh, this week's grand prize, which we are drawing on Friday, it is a copy of the Revive Cafe Cookbook Volume 8. Wonderful, delicious cookbook um, written by Jeremy Dixon, who we frequently interview here on the, on the breakfast show to talk about all things food. I'm looking at the sweet things uh, menu in this cookbook, and I'm just drooling over Epic. apple and rhubarb crumble. Oof. I love rhubarb anything. Yeah. I like apple anything. Oh, oh, do you? You're I'm, I'm the fan? biggest apple fan. Red yeah. apple or green apple? Green. Oh, 
no, get out. Straight up green apples. They taste like lollies, dude. Because they're, they're, no, they're, 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 they're like they got that. It's it's so they taste like sweet. An apple pie it's like sour. About to happen. It's incredible. <laughs> this even has uh, this book even has a beverage uh, section. So they have like turmeric latte, a latte. So they have something uh, called hotto choco, and they have a sparkling sparkling summer soda. I'm so keen to drink that, even though we're headed straight for winter. Well, are we in winter yet? It's it's only just starting to get cold now. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, I've I've been cold the last couple of mornings, and then I've been like getting into bed, and before I go to sleep, like when you first get into bed, it's like cold. And then, so I put my head under the blanket uh-huh. and I go like, <laughs> and then, and then once it gets hot enough, I take my head out and then, you know, it's all nice and warm. Yeah. Under there. Um, hey, I got a text from my dad just then. He said, <laughs> he said, good morning, Vietnam intro, a little chat with scoops really brightened my day. Cheers, mate. Wait, shout out dad. Wait, I hope dad's probably out on his way to carry carry or oh, some, yeah. some, some place out in the Hunter Valley to do some work out there. So shout out me dad. Yeah. Hey, um, dad. How's it going? Thanks but, for listening. Wait, what's happening in the world of positive? I'm going to tell you such a cool story coming out of South Africa. The, I love sometimes the internet is a wonderful place, and I love it particularly when <laughs> cancel culture gets cancelled. Mm-hmm. So this is a story about a South African couple, uh, Hector Mackenzie and Nonhalan Zoldat. Um, he is a pastor in South Africa, and uh, and he proposed to um, to his girl, his boo Zoldat, and. Um, they they did have a, a ceremony in um, they they met in 2012 at a funeral right and they mm-hmm. they've been inseparable ever since they did tie the knot in a small ceremony in 2012 um, because their parents they, it's a bit different over there they have something called labola negotiations which is basically like a dowry uh, dowry system and uh, they got married in a small traditional ceremony that was all they could afford at time um, but he knew that this wasn't what his wife really wanted and it's only been now that he was able to afford to get nice rings. And so he proposed to her at her favourite place to eat, KFC. Oh. oh. Yeah, right. And so he even organised it with the restaurant. (laughs) And... um, and the restaurant was very gracious about it. They, they really helped with the planning. Uh, they put the rings no. in her in her um, chicken nuggets. No, and then, yeah, and then, stop. Yeah, they, so they really helped them put in the meal. When they when she found the rings, you know, he went down. One <laughs> and day. it's like all greasy. It just slips right off. Well, this like... is the thing. So unbeknownst to them, like the whole restaurant just erupted. Everyone's like cheering and stuff because he went down one knee and proposed to her. And I and I get it. I get it. Like KFC, it's like when you think of proposals, you think of like big classy elegant you know swanky stuff but i think it's sweet that he knew exactly where his woman loved to eat like that was her favorite place maybe it was like you know something special to them and uh anyway someone caught it on camera and posted it online and they got just everyone saying um how these this guy must be so broke and she shouldn't marry him and and um, you know, and how how totally unclassy it was, and like even a, a journalist in South mm. Africa picked up the story and oh, that's wrote not this nice. horrifying story about you know how how tasteless and disgusting and just a degradation of society and all this kind of stuff. Anyway, the internet came through because while these people are copping flack for this little sweet proposal, and like you can watch it online, and he's like, very sweet and stuff. Anyway, the internet slapped back. Because it turned out a bunch of companies got behind them and donated and donated and donated and they ended up being able to have their dream wedding sponsored by multiple massive companies. 
So KFC South Africa uh, said, uh, um, it looks like you said, we found a beautiful couple. Looks like you're having a streetwise wedding, y'all. We're meeting Bert Hector as lovely bride today. We'll keep you posted. And they paid for the catering for the wedding, right? And then uh, Puma, the, the clothing brand, South Africa, <laughs> said, Puma boys keep doing the KFC proposal. Uh, this man and his lovely bride deserve um, vouchers for Puma threads and did the suits for them and all their clothing, right? <laughs> Coca-Cola. South Africa got on things and just like your chicken and our drinks are a perfect pair, we're bringing all the people together. All the soft drinks for the wedding are on us. Then um, a jewellery store in South Africa said, guys, this is the sweetest story ever. Please message us. Our jewellery company will donate two beautiful rings. They deserve rose gold Whoa. with diamonds. And, <laughs> and then um, Uber, Uber South Africa and a, and a tourism company called Kalua that we don't have over here, Kalula Holidays, mm. said they are give, we are giving you a holiday in Cape Town, including flights and five nights accommodation. Get lost. Literally sort of their, Get lost. Sort of their honeymoon. And then Audi South Africa said, no, stop. said these, ho- stop. these honeymoon destinations look too far. Someone needs to drive them there. We got you and gave them an Audi. No way. Like, I got their dream wedding and a brand new car. And as as the internet's response to I need being to bullied. propose in a Maccas, bro, right <laughs> now. now Oi, huh? Where is Burger King? Okay, oh, we just call a Hungry Jacks. Yeah, I love this. That is so, crazy. Isn't that great? Yeah, what a great end to a story. Like after they got like bullied online, like you never know what people are going through. And yeah, they didn't have a lot of money. He's a pastor, you know. He's he's in the ministry. And wow. So, yeah, great little story coming out of South Africa. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. I am Lawson, across from me is Monica. And Monica is loving all the text messages coming in, asking Lawson to sing the Haystack song. Nah. Keep it up, y'all, keep it up. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm usually a man of the people, but in this case, I am it's gonna a, happen. I'm a dictator. I'm a usurper. I'm an evil one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, we're going to have another clue for the quiz. What number am I? This is the number of days required by the Egyptians... To embalm a body. Oh. I hope to find out more about this in person ah. next year when I go to Egypt. <laughs> I go to Egypt next yeah, year. Yeah, for my, for, my, for my big 4-0. That's so sick. Yeah, yeah. Can you pay for me to come? <clears throat> I can shout you a meal when we're there. <laughs> <laughs> I, which, that's what I should be doing if it's your birthday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout me an Egyptian meal. <laughs> Oi, we cancel those plans. Come to Japan with me. I've already been to Japan. No, nah, I'm going snowboarding. You've been snowboarding? I used to live in a ski resort. Well, come snowboarding in Japan. Have you done that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't yeah, snowboarding. well, then come. <laughs> Where have you been in Japan? Uh, um, Tokyo. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, I'm, I'm going. I'm doing the tour, bro. Oh, like, when are you doing that? January next year. Oh, okay. So I'm going. I'm going to um, Egypt in March. Oh, sweet. So you can just have double holiday. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. No. We're not rich. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're listening to the breakfast show. Can you read that clue one more time? What number am I? The number of days required by the Egyptians to embalm a body. Of course, the prize for this week is the wonderful and amazing Revive Cafe cookbook. Volume 8, so you can get that 0491-064-669. It has a recipe in it for poppy seed lemony macaroons. Oh, that sounds sick. I know, right? Poppy seed lemon macaroons. Oh, 
Dude. It's completely plant-based as well. Yes, so plant-based. It's, it's plant-based, healthy, quick. Basically Simple. everything you could possibly want from food. Yeah. You don't, you don't need you don't need to be any kind of a chef. You don't, mm. you don't even need to have experience. You can be like Lawson to be a bachelor. D- don't you, you like dare accuse me of water. not knowing how to cook. <laughs> don't you dare. I am a gun in the kitchen. <laughs> no, I believe it. Anyways, you are listening to The Breakfast Show, and we're going to have a look at some news, kind of a continuation on of what we were talking about yesterday with the Riley Gaines story, and how Riley Gaines being a female athlete, and mm. and actually just like a victim of, yeah. of dis- discrimination, Yep. Uh, and, and you can say, oh, how was, she, how was she a victim of discrimination? People discriminated against her in favour of transgender people. And she also as got a, assaulted. She got as, locked in a room for three right. hours. Like, it's disgusting it what happened It was terrible behaviour yeah. and it was, it was awful. Now, again, I said that it's always interesting when the US Department of Justice, or essentially the, the government wing of legislation, is suing a state. Mm. And that is happening because the DOJ is suing Tennessee. And they're suing Tennessee because Tennessee will, in July 1st, have just passed a bill that will go into effect in the first, on the 1st of July that will, that will essentially prohibit doctors from prescribing puberty blockers or hormones or providing other gender-affirming care to anyone under the age of 18. That's amazing. The law spells out... I'm just, I'm just reading yeah, here yeah. information. It says, The law spells out a handful of exceptions, including allowing doctors to perform such medical services if a patient's care begins before the law goes into effect. In those cases, care must end by March 31st, 2024. Yeah. So this is this is the bill that's been put f- through, and it's essentially it's taken a look and a survey <laughs> at the amount of suicide in the transgender community, especially amongst the post-op transgender community. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks at the way that it's been affecting particularly young people, uh, the way that transgenderism has become a bit of a social contagion, and this is something that Lyle has talked on extensively, that we've seen the number of transgender people go up while simultaneously uh, previous issues like bulimia and anorexia, anorexia and, and whatnot just plummet. And so we've seen here, like, amongst young people, again, they're looking for acceptance. Yeah. They're looking for identity. And they go down this route. And so the law that they're putting in is not to restrict transgenderism in totality, but to not give life-altering permanent tra- uh, gender-affirming care to minors. To minors. Yeah. Now, what the DOJ is saying against this is that the right to consider actually before before i read that quote they have another quote that says no person should be denied access to necessary medical care just because of their transgender status uh and they're saying that this law violates the constitution's equal protection clause by discriminating on the basis of both both sex and transgender status uh then we've got a quote here um from uh, attorney general kristen clark she writes the right to consider your health and medically approved treatment options with your family and doctors is a right that everyone should have, including transgender children who are especially vulnerable to the risks of depression, anxiety, and suicide. So let's let's have a look at, at what's taking place here. So the reason they want to block this law, they say that it is against the Constitution's... Uh, you're, you're discriminating based on sex... Uh, but the and then the underlying reason is like oh well, why this law should be overturned further is because 
you by enacting a law like this, the claim is that you are contributing to the loss of life among this group of people. It's like, okay, how are they losing their lives? It's like through depression, anxiety, and suicide. Mm. Let's go on. So the the what I see here is I'm like, okay, ang- tr- uh, depression, anxiety, and suicide. All of those things um, are, well, suicide is self-inflicted mm-hmm. wholly, right? You know, because it's you ending your yeah. own life. Yeah. Depression and anxiety are, are again, a, a mental state, which, yes, external factors contribute to, but, again, is is not like, again, and this, this is something that, that a lot of transgender rights activists right on Twitter and whatnot, they're like, this is life-saving care. And it's like, oh, well, why is it life-saving care? In in the case of, like, the abortion argument, right, when when a pregnancy is threatening the life of a mother and then an abortion needs to take place to save the life of a mother, that is life-saving care. Mm-hmm. And and that's essentially my stance. You know, this yeah, isn't a conversation about yeah. abortion, but it's like abortion is health care unless it's contraception. That's mm-hmm. something that, 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 that is, yeah, that is my, my quick stance on that yep. issue. Uh, and, hey, we're talking about some pretty hectic things this morning, so we want to tell you about the lifeline number, 131114. And if you are feeling particularly pressed by any of these matters, we'd, we'd love you to, to seek help. Now, again... The point that it's making is that, oh, you are contributing to the harm of transgender kids because it will enable depression, anxiety, and suicide. Now, in this situation, what also contributes to the harm of children is giving them irreversible operations. Yeah, because I was about to say, is, is it, are those issues increasing post-operation or is it decreasing? Yeah, and, in, and overwhelmingly the answer is no. Yeah. Statistically, the answer is no. Uh, and the other side, when we talk about, oh, what is gender-affirming care? It's, you know, giving minors mastectomies and mm. transgender, like, uh, intersex operations and prescribing them puberty blockers so they don't go through puberty. Again, all of these are permanent, life-altering uh, procedures. And the point is, is, hey, we don't... The point of this bill is we don't want children to go through that when they're in a vulnerable state yeah. of their life. Yep. Can depression, anxiety, and suicide be treated? And the answer is yes. yes. And I know this because I'm someone who has been through anxiety, depression, and suicide treatment. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've received that personally, and I've come out of the other side. It's a battle that can be won. We were talking to David Cosmeyer on the phone yesterday about the depression recovery program, a uh, depression, anxiety recovery program set up by Neil Nedley. And one of the things he says at the beginning, again, one of the world, the, the world leading, uh, psychologist in the area of depression anxiety he says depression is a battle that can be won absolutely and again if people are in this stage where they're struggling with identity they're struggling with gender dysphoria and they're facing depression anxiety and suicide let's treat depression anxiety and suicide and wait until they're of age to make life altering decisions i honestly think there's a day will come when kids these days that are going through this stuff they will reach adulthood and they will turn around and change their minds and say to us, why would you, Why did you let me get life-altering surgery when I was a kid? 
were you crazy to think that was something that was – I honestly think the, the kids who are going through this right now are going to be the ones who turn around and say, why did you do that to us later? But this is already happening. Yeah. Like, th- these kinds of videos are already coming out, public speakers getting up. And, and I, I saw this one on Facebook the other day. It's like the, the, the care that was given to me as, a, as you know, I was becoming gender dysphoric as 15, at 15 was a double mastectomy. So they just cut my breasts off. <sighs> they, you know, it gave me puberty blockers and it's ruined my life. Like, yeah. this is what people are, yeah. people are saying. Now, I was also thinking in regards to this, okay, well, the the claim is that oh, you're denying the you're denying children care and you're denying children's rights to be able to do this if if this legislation goes through. So that's the the claim against this legislation. And my thought is, well, does the Bible have anything to weigh in on this in terms of mm. the ethics of the care of children? Now, interestingly, if you compare the Bible in re- Regards to its care for children against the rest of the world, it was incredibly redemptive. Oh. The Bible gave children like such a high status and high rights compared to the rest of the ancient world, uh, even to the point where the historian Tacitus, who is famed actually for being a Roman historian who very much references Jesus and gives information about Jesus, he also he writes disparagingly. He's like, it is even a crime among the Jews to kill their children. Like, like this is a surprising thing in the ancient world. Like, they're, because because they weren't allowed to sacrifice their children. If we look at you know the the rights that you know the, the responsibility that parents had, they had to to clothe their children, mm-hmm. they had to feed their children, they had mm-hmm. to educate their children. If they didn't live up to those rights, they were failing. And even the New Testament comments on this and says like you, if you don't live up to the care of your family, you are denying the faith. Mm. So the Bible is all for the care of children. All for the rights of children. And this is because children are made in the image of God. They deserve rights. And that informs a lot of our arguments in regards to, you know, a lot of things happening in the space of children right now and and abortion and whatnot. What informs that is our belief as Christians that children are made in the image of God and they have rights to care. Absolutely. But again, when it comes down to the nitty-gritty of this transgender argument, when it comes down to the nitty-gritty of whether this should be okay or not, the resounding and overwhelming answer is we should protect minors Mm. from life-altering surgery that the majority of them end up regretting and contributes, contributes to the mental health crisis within the transgender community. And yes, we should treat depression and yes, we should treat anxiety and help them through suicide. I've been through that myself. That's where we need to start. We need to help these kids not change their lives forever and end up ruining them. Mm. Change their lives to a point where they can't change it back. You actually restrict their choice rather than enable it. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. But uh, shout out Carly Fletcher, shout out our listeners, and shout out those who are gunning to win this quiz. We're and giving... shout out those who are pressuring Lawson to sing the Haystack song. You are my kind of people. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think the pressure's died off a little bit. No, I... no, it's it's second way of coming right in. Um, <laughs> let me give you another clue for our quiz. It's the what number of my quiz. Uh, the third clue goes like this. The chapter in Genesis that tells of Joseph interpreting the dreams of the cupbearer and the baker. Mm, chapter in Genesis that tells of Joseph interpreting the dreams of the cupbearer and the baker. 
Do you know what? If you turned to the Book of Genesis and quickly looked that up, we wouldn't know. So go ahead. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. when you find out. <laughs> Absolutely. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. And, of course, every Wednesday Yay. we have our famed, our well-regarded, high-regarded, incredible interview uh, critically acclaimed yeah. interview with Jennifer Skews on all things mental health. Jennifer, are you there with us? Oh, have we have we got her? Is she is she there? We we cannot hear her. Well, Jennifer. Oh, there, oh, she, there is. she is. There she is. Hey, Jennifer, how are you doing? Hi. Okay. I don't know what happened there. I was here, but um, anyway, it was. It's good to be here. Fantastic. Good to have you here. Jennifer, we are absolutely stoked to to have you on our radio show talking about all things mental health. And I guess where where are we picking up today? Well, we've been talking a lot about the brain, the how the brain is sectioned, and we looked at we're looking at brain balance. But one of the things the listeners, I don't know what they are aware of or what you're aware of, mm-hmm. term, which you've probably heard called neuroplasticity. And neuroplasticity is how the brain grows. We actually make new brain cells constantly, but we can interfere with that process. And these cells, there's only two parts in the emotional brain that does that, and one of them stores emotional memories and it can make new cells, and the other one stores what we call like visual or contextual memories where we remember events. Sure. And two parts of the brain can grow and grow that part of the brain, there's only little areas in the middle of the brain can get larger and larger. And our brain grows until the day we die, okay? Oh, wow. So that means we can change and grow and we can learn and we can do things with the brain until the day we die. So Old dogs can learn new tricks. Is that what you're saying? What was that? Old dogs can learn new tricks. Absolutely. It comes back to willingness. It comes back to understanding when uh, psychology first started they thought we had trillions of brain cells and they dropped out and we um, deteriorated over time we can deteriorate over time depending on lifestyle stress factors Uh, there are lots of things that will destroy the brain cells as we know Mm. Um, things like alcohol stress uh, trauma Um, but we can correct those things and that's why I do the work I do to help people actually grow their brain in the right direction. So there's an interesting story I came across when I was researching how the brain grows and neuroplasticity and it was a story of this um, Asian lady who had a child born and it didn't have a brain. It was born without a brain. Yep, it, it had a brain stem, but there was no brain had grown from that stem. Oh. How is that even possible? Well, I was amazed. But look, all sorts pe- people can be um, born with all sorts of brain dysfunctions, but this one was new to me. And apparently this woman, she she was told to take a baby home. It wouldn't survive. She took a baby home, and what she did, she loved it. She massaged it. She nurtured it. She sang to it. She did everything she could to love that child mm. and the baby it couldn't walk it was just lying there but as it, it did grow and it started to develop and they did an x-ray of the brain as it started to develop and they found the brain was actually starting to grow from the brain stem oh wow and they put that down to the love and the nurturing of mm. that mother what she had done stimulated 
the growth of brain cells. So we never underestimate the power of love and care and compassion that we have for others. That's really incredible. Isn't that amazing? It was the most amazing story. Um, And it certainly gives us all hope that the brain can grow and develop. Um, So this is where isolation isn't good, particularly for children, because they don't get that brain development. And this is a problem with technology today. Children are spending too much time on TVs and social media and and what happens, they don't the brain can't develop socially, they don't have social skills. Mm-hmm. And that becomes evident as they get older. So this is where how we nurture the brain and look after it is incredibly powerful in you know how the brain's going to develop at any stage of our life. So That's amazing. That's a, do you know what? That's good news for Lawson because it means he can still grow a brain. So what are some things we can do to help our brain? Because you know, to be honest, Jennifer, I'd love to help my brain grow. But what are some like things that we actually do to help it okay. help this neuroplasticity? Well, this is where exercise is a wonderful way of uh, growing the brain. When we exercise. If we go out for, say, just a brisk walk for 10, 20 minutes in the morning, we grow trillions of brain cells to use for the day. And they've actually done studies on it where at a a school that I read about where they had the children exercising half an hour before they started their studies and they were more productive, they functioned a lot better, they concentrated Mm. more. And they've done that in work environments as well. And they found they had better productivity, less absenteeism, and it was just half an hour um, before work doing that exercise. Even if we just do stretching and breathing and you know walk around and loosen up the body, things like that help the brain to actually grow and develop. Um, enjoying life, like when we have good social interactions, when we do things that are really enjoyable and you know, we get that lift out of, um, that will help the brain to uh, develop cells as well. Mm-hmm. And it is a use it or lose it. Doesn't mean you lose it all. But if we don't use the brain and challenge it, it mm-hmm. starts. It, it actually will drop cells out that we won't oh, develop wow. new brain cells. Okay. So, which is evident when we get isolate people. You know, this mm-hmm. is where I, I don't agree with some of the aspects of what happens to elderly people in some homes. Not all of them. Some are very good nowadays. They have diversional therapists and activities, and because. It doesn't matter what age you are. If you just left to be um, a blob in a chair, basically, then that's what will happen. You will lose your capacity to function. So challenging the brain is important online. You can do what they call brain games where they do exercises, brain exercises. That can help. Uh, one of the best ones is doing jigsaw puzzles. Mm. Oh, really? Yes, because a jigsaw puzzle you've got, the brain has two aspects. It can look at the bigger picture and break it down to smaller parts. That's the um, left side of the brain. The right side of the brain will take the um, smaller parts and build them into the bigger picture. And that's what a jigsaw does. Oh, I'm feeling really good about the fact that I did a jigsaw last week. It was a globe, one of those 3D ones. It was really cool. Oh, right. I almost was in tears, though. It was very difficult. <laughs> Your brain benefited unless you were so stressed about it. Stress <laughs> in me. I do want to say, like, I, I feel like what you're saying there about uh, exercise is really true because you know when I mm-hmm. when I do radio, when I do the yeah. breakfast show, I have to come in early and you know and speak live on air, and so 
on those mornings, I'll get up even earlier and go for a walk because I find that my performance on air is dramatically improved if I can get like a 10 minute walk in before wow. I get on air versus That's if I don't walk. Like my brain feels so much more sluggish if I don't go for a walk before I go on air. Like I feel yeah. like my performance is remarkably different. Mm. That's what I'm talking about. So every day we can grow the brain. Um, and they find that if you do that, as you get older, you'll have good brain function. You're less likely to get things like, um, you know, dementia type problems because the brain will be active. Mm-hmm. In fact, we did an interesting study on, um, a man. He had dementia, um, but his brain functioned really well, but they, they knew he had dementia. When he died, they did an autopsy and they found that part of the brain that stores memory was still intact and it still mm. had memory cells. And that was because of his activity um, through his life. He learned, he, you know, did things. So what we do is very powerful in keeping our brain functioning, mm. which is a good thing. So, um, yeah, so that's one aspect of it that I find very powerful. It's that feed the brain, not just uh, we need to feed it physically, mentally, emotionally, and, of course, spiritually. And I believe that's another way we can grow the brain by our spiritual focus, by studying um, the Bible, God's word, by praying, by fellowshipping. And when we are outward focused, the brain is much happier than we're inward focused and you know worrying about things or focusing on ourselves. Mm. So our focus, our attitude is important. If you have a good attitude to things, um, because if you really focusing on the miserable things but they find with depression if you um focus on you focus on the negative so of course you're going to starve the brain and not not do well but they found even physically when you're depressed you look down a lot you tend oh. to still look down you know because you're depressed and they find that what happens this all the cells in the body including the brain cells start to lose their chemical balance and but when you look up and you walk straight, then what happens is the opposite. The brain, the cells in the body and the brain start to pick up again and have a good chemical balance. Wow. So, yeah. So even if you're depressed and you don't like hide away and pull the curtain shut and go to bed all the time, you get out in the fresh air and the sunshine and it's not about feeling like it, it's about physically doing it, you will pick up a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they find Depressed people, if they start walking every morning, recover really well. And I found that when they uh, relapse, they have stopped doing that. Mm. So it's that thing you said, Monica, of walking, and it's it's wonderful being local. Mm. It, it seems as though the, the theme here when it comes to just health in general is <laughs> variety of constant activity or just yes. constant variety. I mean, when it comes yep. to like the healthiest diets are ultimately the most diverse um, yes. and, and the most diversely good. You, you you just simply can't cut out a food group and expect to be healthy. But it seems yeah. that's the same in life as well when it comes to our brain functioning, our brain working. And, and I love that to that perspective yes. of for a, a longer time um, yes. and having good brain health into long life. It's like, hey, if we're just continually, uh, yeah, yeah engaging in in a variety of activities then we don't lose it we don't lose it we just keep going and if you remember it is use it or lose it and Mm. you don't lose it totally but you lose the capacity and brain deterioration Mm. and this is where we're talking about jigsaws but 
when, and and having uh, that binocular effect of bigger parts to smaller parts and that. The jigsaw does that because you look at the little bits and then you look at the bigger picture and then you build it. Mm. So you're constantly switching the brain from the smaller parts to the bigger parts, and that's an exercise for the brain. So, and people do things like Sudokus or crosswords oh, 100%. or. 100%. Yeah, and it's not about doing it all day, every day, because that's uh, not the aim, but to actually not sit unproductively and worry about things, but to, to keep the brain active. Mm. To People stay active a lot longer. You know, I had a friend whose husband got dementia, and what they did, he loved travelling, so she made sure they could afford to do it. They travelled uh, as much as they could, and that helped his brain to stay intact a lot longer then oh. if you, I'm I, loving that I piece of information. Can't wait to get to <laughs> retirement age, and hopefully, I have that money. <laughs> now, when anyone says I travel too much, I'm just be like, "Look, I'm I'm fortifying myself against dementia." Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jennifer, for that particular piece. That's I'm powerful. Put that one away at my arsenal. That's powerful. That's powerful. <laughs> Oh, amazing. So, Jennifer, it seems as though we can be in a state of good mental health if we are just continually, and, and also good neuroplasticity, if we're continually engaging our brain. Um, you mentioned, you know, crossword, Sudoku. I, I think for me, the big thing is like, I, I get notifications on my watch. I'll be like halfway through a class and it's like, get up and walk, you know, move your body. And I'm like, I can't do that right now. Like I, I'm in a class, you know? So what do you think in regards to that, you know, things that we can just fit into our day that are quick and can help our brain? Well, I, I think that's very important, um, like for walking that I'm a busy person and uh, I do a lot of work sitting at a desk at times, but I find like if I go shopping, I'll park at a distance from where I have to go. And yeah. then when I come back, I've got to push the trolley back. Mm-hmm. And load the car. Um, things like you were saying, like if you're at a, sitting at a desk a lot, doing things like doing big stretches, just even stretching the legs rotating um, the feet, things like that just stimulate the blood flow and all of that will help the brain. The stretching is incredibly powerful in the whole body but also for brain function. So it's movement is powerful. Even if you can't do much, don't sit, say, well, I can't walk much, but get up and walk to the door and come back and sit down again. You know, because there are people with disabilities, but every bit of movement helps. So it's uh, it's a good thing to do those things. So, uh, Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Jennifer. We always love it when you're on air with us. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.